Hello and welcome to Arts Anatomy. I am your host, Darcy Love, and today I'm joined by our 2018 writing valedictorian, Kaylee. Kaylee, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, thank you. I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Kaylee's been hired by Hungry Eyes Entertainment to work in the writing room for a new series they're developing. She's also writing a feature for an acclaimed director, Clement Virgo. It's a psychological thriller entitled paralysis and she's in development for her very own series called spiked produced by andrew barnsley which was loosely based on her experiences as a high jumper at the university of iowa what uh, an incredible kind of resume you've got going for you just out of school What's that like to have all of these things kind of going on at the same time it's really interesting especially having kind of different things on the go, like being in a room, being commissioned for a feature film, and also having an option. It's it's different experiences. Like, um, so a room is really intense. Um, you're really giving your ideas to somebody else's creative vision. And then a feature film is more of like a collaborative experience. And then an option, it's kind of like you trying to figure out the right people to partner with to bring your own creative vision to life. So different experiences, but all really fun. That's awesome. So I'd like to jump back a little bit to before you started writing, because you were a high jumper, was it, at the University of Iowa. How did you yes. make that, no pun intended here, I apologize, the jump from high jumping to uh, writing in a, and writing for TV and movies? I've, I've been a track and field athlete since I was about eight. So I've been an athlete for a really long time. And it was kind of just a vehicle to do other things that I wanted to do. Um, I got a full scholarship to be an athlete. So it's kind of like a job at that point when you're in university. And while I was in university, being a high jumper, I got my degree in mass communications and journalism. So I've always kind of been into writing. So first I did journalism, then I went into a career in marketing. And then after I moved to Toronto, I'd kind of see the film crews around and I was always in like interested in creative writing. So I thought I would look into going to film school and that's how I ended up at Toronto Film School. So maybe you could talk to us a little bit about why you decided to go and pursue writing from an education standpoint, like going to school rather than just trying to write scripts and get into the industry that way. Yeah, I had... I had no knowledge about the industry, no knowledge about how to write scripts. I just knew that I liked being creative. You know, I kind of Googled online to see if I could find some scripts. And I thought that going to school for it would be the best way to kind of entrench myself in not only the industry, but the craft, because I wouldn't have wanted to, because the the industry is not something that you can go onto LinkedIn and apply to write on a TV show. It's a very, it's a very mysterious industry. So I thought by going to school, I could gain some knowledge and some insight into how I can, you know, and make a, make a way for myself into the industry. And uh, I actually am very glad that I did it that way. It sounds like it kind of paid off because now you are uh, developing your very own series through 
Andrew Barnsley, did you meet him through the school? Well, it's not in development. It's just an, it's an option. So it just means that um, they've kind of signed on to shop it around on my behalf for a certain amount of time. So it hasn't been sold or anything yet. But, you know, I just uh, it's about my experience. So I wrote a script and a Bible for it and hoping for the best, hoping that it catches somebody's eye. Is it a little bit? kind of stressful having having it shopped around especially having such a personal connection to the story i suppose so. i don't know if stressful is the word but maybe just hoping that somebody likes it especially since it's something so close to the heart <laughs> hoping that it connects with somebody you know and put part of your life on the page you hope that it resonates for sure and so what was it like writing your own series verse and getting the pitch Bible and getting all, all of the pitch package together versus coming into a writer's room and writing someone else's story. Well, when it's your, when it's your own story, it's just coming from you coming from within. So you really got to, I find that I get inspired at different times. So I could just be like on a jog and then it kind of all clicks for me. And then sometimes it's more of a struggle when it's your own thing. And it's also very isolating because you're the only one coming up with ideas. Whereas when you're in a room, there are like five to six or seven people all with their brains on creating this one storyline. And, uh, you know, having more thoughts, more ideas is always great so that it's not easier, but it's, you kind of keep chugging along, you know, when one person is exhausted of ideas, there's always somebody else to jump in. So, and then there's always the showrunner to keep you on track. Whereas if it's your own thing, sometimes you get lost in the sauce, so to say, (laughs) but (laughs) both, both great experiences. And as long as you, you know, stick with it, you'll just, you'll, you'll get it there eventually. And I'd like to take this moment just to remind everyone if uh, who's who's out there watching and listening if you have any questions at all for Kaylee drop them in the in the chat box and we will get to them as, as soon as we can uh, I'd like to know though why you decided Toronto you know you were in the University of uh, of Iowa uh, so why not why did you choose Toronto as opposed to staying in the states or going to New York or LA oh I'm I'm not American and it's that would have it would have been hard to get a visa I feel like I was actually born in Canada so I thought that I would just you know move back and see what big city life was like <laughs> are you are you enjoying kind of the Toronto and the Canadian film industry yeah I've met some really great people and uh, it's just it doesn't feel like a job to me anymore it just it feels like I'm having fun so it's been good. For sure. So when did it click to you that I know that you said you were kind of in Toronto and you were looking at the scenes, but was there ever a moment in school or beforehand where it clicked that this is what you want to do for the rest of your life? Like this was the right decision? I, felt, I just felt like my entire experience in school was just fun. You know what I mean? So and then it continued on when I got my first job in a room and it's just like it even though it is work it's a lot of work it doesn't feel like work because it's you're coming up with ideas you're telling stories I think that's when I realized this is what I was meant to do you're kind of doing like like we had mentioned you're doing so much and you're also writing a feature film can you talk to us about what it's like to be writing a feature film for a director yeah it's very um it's very collaborative at every stage we have a discussion so it's like I would 
do a one pager, discuss that, notes on that, and then I come back with a beat sheet, then outline, and then finally start writing drafts of the script. And at every point, it's it's a really collaborative experience. And you seem to be writing in a lot of different genres as well you know um from what i hear your feature is mm-hmm. more of a psychological thriller you've got a story based mm-hmm. on your own life do you have a genre that you feel most comfortable writing in um i wouldn't say most comfortable i feel like i i can write everything don't want to pigeonhole myself especially um since opportunities are few and far between i'll jump on whatever but i do enjoy writing fantasy personally and genre stuff so that's the stuff i would like to write but i like writing everything and what is it about fantasy in the genre that attracts you obviously you know you like writing everything and you have the talent to write multiple genres at the same time but what about the the genre heavy and the fantasy is is fun for you I think it's just kind of like escapism, being able to escape into a different world, into something that you're not used to, into a world where anything is possible. I think that's what I really connect to there. And I think when I was um, growing up and in high school, it was my favorite thing to watch. So it's not my favorite thing to write. I want to take us back again to your school days, because when you graduated, you were the valedictorian for the writing program. How did that feel to kind of have that acknowledgement at the end of your journey at the Toronto Film School? It felt great. It felt like all my hard work paid off and um, it was really an honor. Have you been in contact still with the people you graduated from? Is that a network that you've continued to build upon? Yeah, I'm still in contact with a lot of my classmates. Um, and yeah, it's been great to keep in contact and sometimes see each other for drinks and stuff and trade stories. So I, I know that a lot of people think that writing is kind of this solitary thing. You know, the writer locks themselves in the way away in a dark room and just gets into it. But it sounds like there's a lot of collaboration when it comes to script writing. Can you talk on that a little? Well, definitely when you're writing for somebody else or if you're partnering and you're writing with a writing partner um, or if you're writing on somebody's shows, it's definitely a collaborative effort. And um, you work out the blueprint with everybody. You give them the blueprint and then you've got to go execute it. So that's kind of what it's like writing with a team of people in a writer's room. If you've been commissioned to write a script or a feature or something, it's very much a collaboration. Same thing if you have a writing partner. It's a collaboration so that everybody's ideas can get heard. Can you talk to us a little bit about what it was like to apply and then get into the writer's room? I, I got an a agent right out of school, and she's the one who applies for me. And then she emails me with interviews that I have. So then I go interview, and um, when the interview goes well and they like my writing sample... I would get hired. Um, the very first writer's room that I did with Hungry Eyes, that's actually from a connection that I made. So Jordan Walker, a teacher at TFS, has a class. The name of it escapes me, but it's a class to prepare you for going into the industry. And one of the tasks that he has you do is to email somebody in the industry and ask them out for coffee. And I emailed a few people one of the people that I that I emailed was Jennifer Holness. Um, I went, spoke to her. She read my writing samples. And just from that, she remembered me and requested that I come to her writer's room. So 
I would say that since, as I said, it's such a mysterious industry and you don't really know how to apply, I think it's important to make connections and to keep up with those connections. Um, Because you never know when somebody has a project that goes and then they want to, they're like, who do I know? Who can I hire for this room? And being top of mind with people who have their shows going is always a great thing. So I would say, you know, reach out to people in the industry that you'd like to talk to because you'd be surprised how many people are actually really willing to sit down and talk to young emerging writers or just young emerging people in the industry. Was it a little daunting to reach out to someone in the industry called Turkey or was it, did you find it okay? For me, no. <laughs> I, um... I don't know. I just, after having, I I was switching careers when I was coming into the film industry. So it's just like, I didn't really have the time or the, to be quite frank, the money to be modest. So I was just like, I'm emailing everybody. The the worst that they could say is no or to not answer. I was like, I can deal with that now. (laughs) I just sent them out, you know? And and it's been really, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And it's actually been really fun meeting all of these people in the industry because they're really some great caring people who want to see young people do well. So I really, and I've gotten like a few really great mentors and it's been a great experience, you know? So it's it's really not as daunting as you think it's going to be. A lot of the times really casual and really, really fun people you end up meeting. That's awesome. So what's, what would be your biggest piece of advice for young writers out there who are kind of just taking their first steps, either starting film school or just graduating? Mm. Finish your samples and reach out to as many people as you can. Network as much as you can. Go to every event. There are so many free events where you can meet so many people in the industry and just start building connections. So would you be able to take me through your experience of getting an agent? Because I know that that is a big step for a lot of people and that can really solidify your career having a good agent how did you go about finding finding yours i got my agent through a referral um somebody who you know i met with and built a connection with again connections are so important and they wanted to work with me so they referred me to an agent agent reached out to me and asked me for my samples which is the reason why I say having your samples is important because you never know when somebody will request them. And then she read my samples and decided to take me on. So that's how it went. And what sort of samples would you recommend people have prepared? The samples that I have had were just the three things that I graduated film school with, which was a half hour um, comedy, a one hour drama, and a feature length film. And I think really my agent since then, I've kind of figured out that her favorite was my half hour comedy and it really resonated with her. So it might just be one of the three that catch on, might be all three. Just just having those samples that we worked on during film school is what I used. So it's better to have a wide range of of samples, you know, a comedy, a drama, a feature film, rather than three half hour comedies, uh, as an example. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure that would be fine. I, I I really don't know. Whatever you have, I would say go forward with that. So what yeah. is your next? What's your next big goal in in your career? You know, you've gotten yourself in a writing room, mm. you have a series shopping around and you're writing a feature. What's 
what's next? What what would you like to achieve? Um, I would love to have a produced script. And also I would love to have my show go into development. That would be awesome. Um, just starting to work on making steps towards maybe having one of my own projects out there. That would be the dream. <laughs> maybe you can talk to us a little bit about what it's like in the writer's room. What are the roles that different people have? Is it everyone just is a writer uh, following the showrunner? What's the what's the workflow like in a writer's room? From the ones that I've been in, the, the people in writer's rooms are uh, as- writers or aspiring writers. Um, I guess the hierarchy would go like the entry-level positions would be the showrunner's assistant, but not every room has a showrunner's assistant, I believe. Um, there's script coordinator, which is a kind of like a half writing, half admin position, even though that's kind of changing now with the recent issue with the WGC, whereas they say that that role, script coordinator, is purely admin. And then if you also get a script or half script, you also have to be called a writer. So you'd be a script coordinator slash writer. Um, Whereas before it was just script coordinator and the writing was understood. Yeah, in that role, you end up preparing scripts that come from the writer's room to send to production. So you proof them, you format them, you make sure that everything is where it's supposed to be and you prepare it for production. And then you also do things like clearance reports, like spreadsheets, stuff like that. And then you also get to be in the room, um, take notes in the room. And then sometimes you get script or a half script. Then there's the story editor position, which is somebody who's in the room. They're just giving, they're giving ideas. You should get script, half script. And then there are senior writers who I believe are called like co-producers. Same thing, give ideas in the room, kind of the most senior writers in the room and they get a script or two. And then there's a showrunner who's everybody's boss <laughs> and is the person who kind of has the overarching direction and vision for the show or the season. And they're the ones kind of directing everybody in the room. This is what I have envisioned. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like you contribute to what their vision is. Yeah, sometimes you go, you end up on like these tangents, these um, windy roads when you get on a topic. So you're just kind of like letting it flow and letting the ideas lead you to hammer out a season of a show. That sounds like a really fun place to be in. And it sounds Mm -hmm. like where I think feature films, a lot of people assume that the director is the one in charge, but TV in the writer's room is, is not the case. It feels it's a little more writer. Yeah, definitely. So for TV, the showrunner is everybody's boss and the showrunner is usually someone who's a writer, but they are the head story person. And then directors get hired by episode on TV shows. Um, So they come in, then the showrunner tells them what they want and then they add their creative vision to that and then together they make a beautiful episode (laughs) and you briefly mentioned the d sorry not the dgc the wgc is that a path Mm -hmm. that you've gone down or is it something that you're going to go in the future yes i am in the wgc it's actually something that my agent requires and she and they require it because when you're in the guild you can work on more gilded tv shows and also 
they have to pay you according to the guild's requirements. So mm-hmm. when you're not gilded, you get paid a lot. You get paid less. But when you're in the guild, you have to. They have to pay you a certain minimum. Was it a difficult mm-hmm. uh, process to join the guild, or was it was it fairly simple? Um, to join the guild, you need to be. I can't remember if it's a writer on a show or a story person on a show, but you have to have worked on a show in a specific capacity. And then you have to pay $500. Now they have a diversity incentive where I think people who are diverse can pay 150 or 250 I can't remember don't quote me <laughs> but yeah there are there are a few there are a couple of requirements so it's just working on a gilded production in a specific capacity so you don't have to be in the guild to work on a show but if you want to work on more shows in a broader range that's something that people should be aspiring towards i think that um if you want to you know get paid a certain standard that might be something that you want to get and also the guild makes sure that you are paid so if you've done some work and you haven't been paid yet you can tell the guild and the guild will go after whoever it is who hasn't paid you yet whereas if you're not in the guild you don't have those protections i think that if you're ungilded you can still work on tv shows but i'm not exactly sure (laughs) that's all right i don't think it's your job to know the ins and outs of a guild (laughs) Yeah. yeah we are kind of coming up to the end of our our time today. So I just Mm -hmm. wanted to get any final advice that you have for young writers out there who are kind of have a story in their mind that they want to get out. Yeah. I would say if you're in school, I would say use the resources that you have. So what I mean by that is if you're working on some scripts before you leave school and you have all these teachers who, you know, are very attentive to you, you know, you can get their feedback, get them to read your scripts, give you feedback, and then that'll only polish up your samples for when you leave school and then you have a polished product to go forward with. You know, now that I'm not in school anymore, it's hard to get people to take the time to like read your scripts and give you feedback. So since you have a captivated audience, now, then is the time to get your teachers to read, your friends to read, get all the feedback that you can and really polish up your samples so that when you go out into the world, um, you have these products that you can send at the drop of the hat whenever somebody wants them. That would be my biggest piece of advice. And then just for other um, young emerging writers, just, you know, stick with it. I try to set out a couple hours every day to write. And even if for those two hours at the end, you hated what you wrote, at least you're in a pattern where you're writing every day. So write every day and uh, just network as much as you can. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kaylee. Uh, no problem. I'm super excited to see where your your career is going to take you. I feel like you've got big things on the horizon. Thank you so much. And I'd also like to thank <laughs> Toronto Film School for hosting the podcast. And our intro and outro music is by Cody Martin. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I've been Darcy, and this has been Arts Anatomy.